The year is 1999, and Kenta Kobashi is standing in the shadow of his greatest rival. As a former two-time All Japan Pro Wrestling Triple Crown Heavyweight Champion, Kobashi is undoubtedly beloved by fans. But the fact remains that both of his title reigns were ended by the same man. A man whose popularity is unparalleled and whose name is chanted by capacity crowds no matter his opponent on any given night. That man is Mitsuharu Misawa. He is Kobashi's former tag team partner, and he is the king of all Japan pro wrestling. Having pushed the promotion to unparalleled heights since abandoning his Tiger Mask persona nine years ago, Misawa is quite possibly the wrestler of the decade. And despite his body beginning to break down, Misawa is nevertheless in the midst of his record-breaking fifth reign as Triple Crown Champion winning the title on May 2nd in front of 65,000 fans at the Tokyo Dome. Five days later, Misawa was named the new president of All Japan Pro Wrestling, taking over for the legendary giant Baba to become the face of the promotion both inside and outside the ring. Misawa commands respect wherever he goes. And to defeat him when the title is on the line is to slay a wrestling god. And so, on June 11th, Kobashi will once again attempt to do exactly that, which would no doubt be the crown jewel in a career built on eternal optimism and an indomitable fighting spirit. But if he fails, what then? He's already 0 for 4 against Misawa in title matches, and suffering a fifth defeat might just be too much to bear. After all, how many times can a man fail the same test before his mind begins to crack? Find out today on... You know my cousin Ray, he just got himself a new TV. Now Ray, he got one of them Panasonic 22-inchers from Walmart, $227.98. That's right, it only cost him $227.98, and he got it in six-month installment payments. Who's the fool now? Not my cousin Ray. Cousin leased that. He leased that TV. He had to pay it off before he could take it home, but it's fine. That's one, that's one of those what you call lease-to-own type deals. They got them all over the place, not just cars now. You can do it with anything you want. You can do it with a, with a TV. You can do it with a sport coat. You can do it with skateboard, whatever you want. Now, did you know that at Burlington Coat Factory, they sell TVs, too? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw them things last time I was in Burlington Coat Factory. I sure did. This TV, them TVs is made of felt, That's which is right. weird. 
Yeah, yeah, but you know, remember back in, you remember back when we was kids and stuff. Remember how TVs were all made out of wood, and they was just like part of your living room. You know, there's them console TV sets. You know, room. Yeah, I know it's part of the room. You know, <laughs> it was just part. I just feel like they missed the boat on on making other tips of you know when you go into different types of furniture stores and stuff. You figure you ought to be able to sell TVs in them furniture stores because TVs. Yeah, there's newsflash for all you youngins out there, but new, TVs used to be furniture that's what they were they was furniture yeah you're you you youngins these days are all sitting there in your bedroom on your laptop or your ipad watching your stories picking them you like netflix i want to watch this 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 back when we was growing up man tvs were uh, like my buddy said part of the living room they were furniture and you had to wait for your show to come on it's part of the house is your ipad part of the house no is your is your is your laptop part of the house no TV's part of the house. All these laptops and iPads, you know what they look like? The same. They all look the same. But back in our day, no, we had TVs made of oak, mahogany, rosewood, birch, cedar, different kinds of wood that made a TV special. Something that you and your family would treasure because it's part of your house. It's part of your house. You're, you're, sit, you're sitting on your couch, your sofa, which is a piece of furniture in the living room. Right. And what are you doing? You're watching your TV. It makes sense that that is also a piece of furniture in your living room. What it comes down to is family values. See, that's what I'm talking about. When folks used to, in my day, folks would gather around the television set and, and watch your favorite shows, whether it was before school and you're going to watch Little House on the Prairie or you're just coming after right home from school and you're going to watch Power Rangers and Ren and Stimpy. Both were a reflection of family values because you sat down in your living room, sometimes just on the fucking floor pretty close to the fucking screen and you watched your furniture because that's what your tv was it's part of your house you know before you got the tv you'd send all you spend all day in your favorite recliner your favorite lazy boy just staring at the side lamp because you're like i love my furniture in this living room but then you got the tv you upgraded that furniture experience and now you're watching nypd blue on uh on you know public television because it you know we do back in my day. That's right. That that NYPD Blue that was on PBS, you know, and it was a lot of it was taken out because they couldn't show it on PBS. You know, they didn't want to see all. It went the... from a four, a forty minute episode to about twenty two point thirty seconds is about how long that was uh, with the commercials. About twenty two episodes. They had about twenty minutes every episode. They had to take out all the butts. They had to take out all the bad words. All the curses. Yeah. The cusses, the cussing. They can't have a cussing in them shows. No, see, what you kids don't understand is that we used to have to watch commercials and we loved them. We loved commercials because it took time. It took. It gave us time to reflect on the Matlock episode we yep. were watching. Yep, yep, yep. And try and guess what was going to happen when you came back from commercial break and be like, oh, I wonder if Matlock's going to solve this one. <laughs> you never knew. You never knew. You, you, you didn't have online forums yep. d- debating the episode or like spoilers on Matlock. You didn't have that. You just got, you just started up Matlock. You said, okay, it's 7 p.m. primetime Wednesday night here on ABC, CBS, or NBC, one of the three, maybe Fox. I don't know. And then you start watching it and you're like, what's going to happen? Is Matlock going to solve it? You Every episode know. of Matlock was a cliffhanger. You were hanging on the edge of your fucking seat, wondering if Matlock was going to fucking win the case. You didn't know. This might be the week that Matlock failed miserably and someone was thrown in jail when they was innocent. You didn't know. 
This is the whole thing with back in our day that you're not understanding is we had to wait for shit. We had to anticipate what was going to happen. There was no spoilers because we didn't know. There was no internet. We did not know if this was the episode of Quantum Leap when Scott Bakula was going to return to his regular body. Okay? We had to watch every one because we were we had to know if this was the episode that he's going to return. And when we when we went to Fox, we fired up that first season of Sliders. We we're like, "Hey, this seems oddly familiar like Quantum Leap, but they go through a wormhole instead of just disappearing like Scott Bakula." Like everybody's younger and like better looking and stuff, but this feels like Quantum Leap to me. <laughs> like this sliders is weird. Hey, is that a very tall Gimli? <laughs> I think he was in it. Welcome maybe to the he was in well, Quantum Leap. Well, 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 welcome to the Tope Suicida <laughs> Podcast, everybody. My name is Mike. <laughs> and my name is Beauregard Baxter Rosser and <laughs> make my dog bark. I'm actually Bo Beauregard's not my full name, but you're listening to and it's what wrestling can be. Woo, that was a good one. I really wish your full name was Beauregard, though. You know that? I wish it was Beauregard. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to sync up, that was not an editing trick. That was me holding my pitch. <laughs> what if someone listened to it and was like, wow, did he really take the time to loop his pitch? His pitch is very long. He could not have done that with normal glugs. I love the idea that some one of the 18 people that listens to this show is like so skeptical of your pitch that they're like, no, 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 there was some type of trickery. There was some type of technological trickery that went on here. Surely that wasn't a regular human pitch. No one can no, hold a pitch you, that if long. You sl- if you slow it down uh, to the to the millisecond, you can see the edit points, you know, where he loops it. That's the Tope Suicide Detective Club. <laughs> That's what that is. <laughs> What you're going to want to do is uh, send a uh, 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 pre-stamped envelope to P.O. Box 9624, mm-hmm. New York, New York. That's where, yep. 10108. Uh, and you're going to want to address the letter to Stick Stickly, care of Tope Suicida Podcast. Mm-hmm. And you will get your very own... Tope Suicida Detective Club, Decoder Ring, and comic book in the mail at a to-be-determined time. You know, Mike. Yeah. I heard a rumor. Mm-hmm. I heard a rumor that... Uh, yeah, make sure no one's in the room with you. Ray Phoenix <sighs> is a member of the Tope Suicida Detective Club. No, you don't say. If you go and watch back... To when he jump kicks Orange a few like last month, yeah, on Dynamite. If you look at his left hand, his pinky finger, he's got the Dakota ring on. And people, Tony started bringing it up on commentary. Rumor has it, Tony started bringing it up on commentary, and that's why Ray has not been on TV for the last few weeks. Not because he hurt himself, no. It's because they had to take the ring from him because they're jealous of the Detective Club ring. Ooh. Tony Schiavone wants to be part of the club. Can I say, I don't know, but this since we're doing the Huger Rumors thing, I heard yeah. 
What'd you hear? This is big. Wait, no. This is a bombshell. Oh, is there anyone in the closet with you? Is there anyone up? Well, let me see. You? Hang on. I reconfigured the closet, by the way. I noticed. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting differently in the closet. I don't know if that's going to make a difference, but we're going to see. You sound the same here, but now you look like you're hiding in the coats like, like a Dillard's. <laughs> it's more comfortable for me this way. Yeah. So I don't think there's anyone in the closet with me. I don't see anyone back there. And what I heard, Bo, was that it wasn't Tony Schiavone that's the mastermind of the Ray Phoenix Tope Suicide Detective Club decoder ring mystery. What? Mm-mm. Who is it? You know who the mastermind is? The fucking brainiac behind the whole thing? Why we why we haven't seen Ray Phoenix on TV? It's MJF, dude. He's oh. jealous because he's got that dynamite diamond ring, and he's like, there oh. can be only one. And the reason he's so jealous is our decoder ring. I don't, ladies, I don't know if you got to zoom in on that Ray finger when you see it. Yeah, but it is beautiful, <sighs> extravagant, lined with blood diamonds. Controversial, yes, we know. But very pretty diamonds. And then the center has a opal, a giant opal that just, if you hit the sun, if it hits the sun right, uh, it'll blind your opponent. Yeah, but what we want to tell you guys is that they're blood diamonds, but we're using the blood diamonds like a fucking Batman way. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't fully clarify that. By Batman way, he means uh, that we're just taking Cody Rhodes' head whenever he gets, whenever he bleeds, bleeds out. We took all of Cody Rhodes' blood and fused them into diamonds. So actually, Ray's tope ring is filled with Cody Rhodes' blood diamonds. That's right. Yeah. It's a long it's all- walk to get there, but I got there. It's infused with actual Cody Rhodes' blood. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know that it's authentic and it's real. And the other thing is it's got a little transponder in it that alerts mm-hmm. us to all of the activities of the Diamond Barons uh, in Africa and Asia that are exploiting people and using them to make enormous profits. And by uh, triangulating the signal, we're able to pinpoint their location and we're going to kick their fucking ass. Uh, Fun fact. Hey, Mike. Yeah. Rumor has it. Oh, another rumor. Pentagon Jr. is also part of the club. But he's been off TV, not because he has travel issues getting out of Mexico. No, 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 no. Oh. It's because we sent him over to the Blood Diamond uh, fields, and he's kicking everyone's ass right now. Surprise, assholes in the Blood Diamond fields. He's, he's breaking arms. He's package pile driving. He, he's doing some kind of tope con hilo or some kind of move while they're in the mines. And he's doing dangerous. it with cero miedo. He's got none of it. He has no time for fear. Zero fear <laughs> as he kicks these assholes right in their fucking taint. Just <laughs> right in their chode. Oh, buddy, we've got an episode today, don't we? We do, everyone. Welcome to Tope Suicida, What Wrestling Can Be. Welcome back. The song will hit. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> Yeah, we have a normal show. This is uh, this is Masawa versus uh, versus Kobashi number two. Mm, that sounds good, boy. That goes down smooth. Yeah. Go- so, bros, uh, <laughs> 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 goes down smooth. 
Mike, I see a big, big swig of something oh. going. Some, some, uh, some dark colored drink you got there. That's right. Speaking of go down smooth, I've got me a little bit of bullet bourbon here. Oh, not bullet. drinking it, not drinking it out of a coffee mug uh, <laughs> tonight. Drinking it out of a traditional uh, kind of a highball glass here. Uh, oh, you've had bullet more. You've had bullet more than once. Oh, you know what? Actually, yeah, a few times I've had it, but the thing is, is that I usually only buy it in like a, uh, like a fifth. But I was at the liquor store the other day, and there was like a half gallon that was on sale, so I went ahead and sprung for it, you know, because I was like, oh wow, it's five bucks off, you know, it's a pretty good deal, and it's good bourbon. But then the the uh, oh, I was about to say the bartender. He's definitely not a bartender. He's uh, so my friend. Well, he's not my friend. He's this guy that's. Uh, he was, uh, he's just a dude. He's just a dude behind the counter at the liquor store. And he's like, oh, you shouldn't buy bullet bourbon. Like there's lots of stuff, go- like shady stuff going on with the owner. Like, like, um, like their kid is trans or something. And like, there's, he's like, it's like intolerance. And so you should, you should just, you should maybe like st- stay clear of it. And I was like, well, I'm going to buy it this time, but I, I don't know about if I don't know if I'm going to buy it in the future because, um, was you know, this Kevin just, again? Huh? Was this Kevin again? Was oh, Kevin... that yeah, that was his name. That was his name, Kevin. Wow, that was a fucking good guess. That's all that I was a say super that good guess. I mean, yeah, no, he you... was a dude that was no, like no, no, he was okay, probably no. like he was probably like five foot eight, five foot nine. He had a bald head. Um, it was real pasty, like even like 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 um like paler than me somehow. Had a wow. goatee. Um, and he seemed like a really trustworthy dude. Like he was shorter than me, but I still trusted him and everything the way he was talking. Cause he said like yeah. he knew what he was, sounded like he knew what he was talking about. Anyway. Yeah. He said his name was Kevin. And, um, I was thinking about asking him if he wanted to hang out and stuff like later, like after, but, um, then he got on Then he basically what he told me was the, uh, like the president boss owner of bullet like there's some stuff with the company that i should like pay attention to so i'm uh, looking into it i just uh, hold have... on shut hey shut the fuck up um i knew his name was kevin because you've told this story before this is like eight or nine times what? Told it like eight or nine times yeah we've heard this before let's move on no what? we've heard that's now yeah we've heard about kevin we get it uh you're conflicted with i bullet. don't think so or... i think you're making this up i think if you go back and check the tape you'll notice it's been about eight or nine times you've mentioned it and we can't we just can't keep mentioning it. It's not good. All right. Well, then just I got to cut cut this out then. No, I'll leave it in. I leave it in every single time. Uh-huh. I don't edit it out in hopes because I know you listen to the show that you'll hear it and then not tell us about you know your confliction with Bullet. Oh yeah, I listen uh, to the show. I have. I mean, I haven't the last the last several weeks, but uh, just because uh, I've been behind with stuff, like I was going right, to try yeah, and yeah. vacuum and stuff. Um, and I've been meaning to text my friend Kevin um, to like hang out, um, but anyway, I've just got a lot of irons in the fire right now. So uh, yeah, I understand. Anyway, yeah, I, understand. I don't, I don't. I, I, anyway, I'll listen back to this. I'll listen back to it, and and then I'll, we'll for sure. I've told the story now, so you know. I just wanted everyone to know, like I'm drinking Bullet, but I'm not. It's not like a wholesale endorsement. Like I'm not. My, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, I'm not like Michael Jordan McDonaldsing this kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Like I don't co-sign on everything that Bullet. It's not stands. actually the issue anymore. Okay. The issue really isn't about the the bullet and okay. the owner. It's actually about you bringing up the bullet story every time. But we're just gonna move on. Okay. Well, you're being kind of now. You're being a little bit short about it. You're kind of having an attitude about it. It's hot in my apartment. Okay. What can I say? Well, it's hot in the closet. Like I'm in a closet. Yeah. All right. Let's just move on. Okay. Now it's time to say who you really like. Who do you think is the neatest tights? Who would you better see pretend to fight? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite wrestler? 
I have uh, a pretty good wrestler uh, that I've chosen. Um, but hold on. I think there is someone in my apartment. Really? I think there is someone here. Who is that? Welcome back to a spooky episode of Tope Suicida, where I've hit an attacker somewhere in Bo's apartment. <laughs> Come on down to Bo's apartment. You might get stabbed in your sleep. Woo! Sing it, buddy. Killer in the closet. Be sure to feed him. Or he'll freak out. Mm. Oh, what is this? I think I do. Actually, I think I do hear something. It might be Luther. Or it could be <gasps> Bo's Notes. Bo's uh. Notes. Everybody loves Bo's Notes. Everybody look at Bo. He's got notes. Everybody listen to his notes. Bo's Notes. Bo's Notes. Everybody loves Bo's Notes. Bo's Notes. <laughs> Bows Dows. Everybody, Everybody loves, loves Bows Dows. God, you get me. Why do you get me every time? Every Record fucking trash. time. Oh, buddy. I have some notes for you this evening. <sighs> All right, let's do it. Get them over with. Let's come on. I watched nxt takeover in your house yeah okay on monday mm-hmm. it was yesterday for those keeping score <laughs> todd bettingale's mullet ruled from the old old days the footage oh uh, just at each clip over like a six-year span kept getting it kept getting bigger <laughs> And more explosive off the back of his head i wish when it cut back to the present day like he had it but it was gray <laughs> It was gray, and it was, like, as big as it's ever been. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just, like, it's just, it's, like, mine right now, actually. It's just explosive. Mm. Anyway, so, uh, great presentation for In Your House. I loved how it started out, uh, the footage of old In Your Houses and the set and everything, uh, until that live band started, which completely <laughs> farted all over all the 90s and 80s presentation. Uh <laughs> You guys couldn't book third, third Eye Blind for this? Just find a recent band that sounds like of the era. Come uh. on. Uh, it's like they went through all the effort, right? <laughs> to make this cool cool layout, this cool throwback, and then they booked a hardcore band. I, I don't know. It's wrestling, which, baby. That's wrestling. Which also is a genre that peaked in the early aughts. So it's not even a contemporary, but still in the wrong decade. <laughs> I don't pretend to understand music choices in wrestling. For a while, they were they were fucking beautiful, and then th- at some point, we turned a corner that we are all, like we are just now starting to dig ourselves out of that huge, like terrible slug infested hole. That we've dug ourselves into as wrestling fans with music. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> anyway, I, I actually don't, I think, so I think the band, I looked at the band's name, was Code Orange. Code Orange, I saw I it, yeah. I feel like about 10 years ago, 12 years ago, I would have really liked Code Orange, probably. Yeah, would you be drinking some Mountain Dew Code Orange I would be slamming live wire and fucking uh, hardcore dancing in the pit. No, I never went in the pit. I was scared of the pit. I hate the pit. You're scared of everything. You're scared of the pit. You're like me. 
Don't be scared of the pit. It's going to be fun. Don't be scared of the Seinfeld pit. Now. <laughs> it's an episode of Seinfeld. It's definitely called <laughs> The Pit. And they're at a hardcore so show. They're at a hardcore show. And George is like, I'm not going in the pit. And, Jerry, and Jerry's Kramer like, loves come on, pit. go in the pit. It's not that big of a deal. Look, there's Kramer. He's in the pit. And Kramer's like, oh, I'm in the pit. And then Elaine's like, who wants to be in the pit? Are you pit? I just don't know if he's pit worthy. <laughs> and then Putty, he's there. He, they're not dating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. He's just in the back, just standing stoically. <laughs> That's it. He didn't have a line. And he's like, yeah, I've seen the pit. Yeah, I've seen yeah, the I've... pit. And then Newman is in the pit. And Jerry goes in the pit. He's like, all right, I'll go in the pit. I'll go in the pit. And then he gets in the pit. And then Newman slowly turns around and goes, hello, Jerry. Welcome to the pit. <laughs> or, or, Jerry's in the pit. He decides to go into the pit. <laughs> and then uh, they look up. Uh, Jerry looks up to the front of the stage. And he sees this this. A heavyset gentleman kind of surf, uh, crowd surfing towards him. Yeah. And it turns into Newman. He's like, Newman! Because he hits him. He falls on top of him because he's crowd surfing. <laughs> Newman! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you know, if you want to sync up, uh, if you want to sync up, we're writing uh, new episodes of Seinfeld, a show that went off the, the air 25 years ago. Yeah. Uh, uh, spec script. If you want to get, get at us, Mike and I will write a spec yeah. script episode of. Uh, uh, anyway, so uh, we had some technical difficulties a second ago. You'll we're not here in the edit, but I'm going to bring it up because I think it's a good opportunity, Mike. What you got more Bose to... notes? <laughs> Actually, so here's the thing. That whole stupid bit we just did. Yeah. I was going to have you do a beat, and then I was going to sing the new Bo note, Bose notes song. Ooh. But I started singing the wrong song. So yes, I have more Bose notes. God damn it. <laughs> Can we just do? So, can we just no, do Bo's apartment instead? I like no, that better. Uh, we we'll do both. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I wrote uh, this is a this is a message. This is not to you, Mike. This is not to all the sixteen listeners. This message is specifically for Tegan Knox. Oh, uh, Tegan, <laughs> Tegan, mar- marry me. I'll treat you right. Tegan, I'll treat you right and marry me. I love Tegan Knox. I love her so much. She's so great. And the shining, shiniest, shining, shiniest wizard. Is that what it's called? The shiniest wizard is the greatest name for a move. Yeah, it's okay. Come uh, on. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um, you know, that's fine. How many wives do you have at this point? You've got a few wrestling uh, girlfriends. You're like Roger Moore in the... Oh, you don't know what I'm talking about. Hey, Mike, Mike, Mike. What? I can't marry all of them. It's big of me. And then you would say... Yeah. It's not it's big of me. me or big of you. you. It's big of me. Big of me. Tiny Toons Adventures. Next note. Uh, oh, Heel God. Candace is so, so, so good. Uh, I wrote here her music rules, but now that I'm thinking back on it, I don't think I like it. I think it's just generic WWE music. So scratch that note out. <laughs> yeah, but what about her? Her look is good, though. Her look is great. And she's always, always been and always will be a great wrestler as well. Uh, do you have a question for you, Mike? Yeah. This question is, Mike, this question is for you and mm. not the other 16 listeners or Tegan Knox. Okay. Mike, do you think Mia Yim actually knows how to karate wrestle? No. Because the way she stands, her like default stance yeah. in video game terms, it's like a martial arts pose. And I was like, I don't think she knows karate or anything like that. Well, it's the weirdest thing because apparently she has a, a belt in Taekwondo. 
and it might be that a, might be what it she's might doing. be a black belt, but she, it it doesn't not on display. It doesn't look like. I mean, if it looks like there is maybe a lot forgotten. A lot of Taekwondo is forgotten, maybe. Yeah. Um. I I don't know. I don't know. But yes, no. It, she does not. Uh. Her her style of wrestling is definitely not martial arts heavy. Let me put it that way. <laughs> um, Shotzi Blackheart. Yeah. Because I have been watching, I have not been watching the product. This is my first introduction to Shotzi. Yeah. And her Tank Girl. Yeah. Gimmick. Uh, I think she's great. I like the look. The wrestling's fine. It's a good look, though. The wrestling's fine. The look, the look is dynamite, though. I love it. It is just Tank Girl, but I love it. Yeah. I mean, what do we, what do you think about the tiny, like the 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 Tonka uh, tank? It's that she drives out in, like the radio, I think, the RC tank. I think tank. the world of it. I think the world of it. It's great. <laughs> it's really silly. Great hair. Great hair. Uh, Mike, now you jump. Now you. Now you jump. Now you. Okay, now I jump. NXT, NXT. That's That was a series of... Every multi-person tag match, that's what happens. I'm going to jump off the turn rope. Turn, turn rope? I'll jump, you jump, I jump. We all jump. Chance. It's uh, boring. Uh, but I have a chant for you. Oh, okay. Boogenhagen! Boogenhagen! <laughs> yeah! I love him! Woo! I wish he would wrestle more. It's my note for that. Wait, was he actually in the show? Is he just he someone was, behind the plexiglass? He was in the audience, okay. and then he was in that ice cream commercial. <laughs> Of course, of course he was. Okay, all right. Uh, uh, Damien Priest has big Kevin Nash energy. Okay, like real slow and deliberate, and not really great at wrestling, but a, he's probably a cool guy. Uh, I wrote cool tights, Damien, the white one with the fishnet. Was there a question mark after that? Cool it's tights, just, Damien. No, it's a de- declaration. It's a period. Uh, okay, okay. I, it's it's just funny because I think the white trunks pants. Yeah. Make him look more goofy than he is because it makes him look super narrow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's already pretty goofy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whatever the gimmick is, it's like uh, uh, kind of a like a uh, like a crow without the face paint, or like a yeah, blade like without the vampire. Uh, or... It's just creative trying Baron Corbin again. It's all there is. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, that's what it is. <laughs> Corbin used to come out to epic music with the bright light, the bright white lights. Yeah. Yeah, it's just Baron Corbin yeah. 2.0. Okay. Baron Corbin with less uh, belly button mouth. Uh, it's, uh, uh, <laughs> Cross's face is dumb. Great wrestler, but he looks like Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Who? Look at his face. He looks like Justin Timberlake. Who? Karen. Cross. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. He looks like Timberlake. Yeah, he does. He he's got this little, he's, yeah. he's he, he has the unfortunate uh wrestling thing of excellent body, excellent look, excellent wrestler, weird face, baby boy, face. Like boy band face. Brock Lesnar, Lashley. Those are the only two I can think of, but you know. Yeah, Lashley has the real baby face. Definite big big baby face energy with Lashley's face. Santana almost has a baby face. Like a physical baby face, almost. Almost. But not because mm. he's proud and powerful. Like Sammy. Sammy's a baby face, but he's, he's somehow Sammy is like a shit heel. <laughs> I love him. Those are my notes. That's I it? watched the entire pay per view. Wow, we made it. We made it through the notes. That was the first match, pretty much. <laughs> I watched the whole show. 
But I just abandoned the notes. <laughs> Why do we do this segment? What the fuck? Okay, but to answer your first question from oh so long ago, uh, Keith Lee is my favorite wrestler. Oh, wow. Because that, that was my favorite match of the night. Yeah. I think when you give Keith Lee an opponent the size of Gargano, who can make Keith Lee look like he's in danger at times, but also Keith Lee is able to throw the fuck around like a bag of potatoes. Yeah. The matches are great. Yeah. Some of the, just how smooth Keith Lee moves for a big guy. We say it all the time. It's re- it's just really cool. But then he had the, he had Gargano being so much smaller, just tossing him around, throwing him on the mat. It was just, and Gargano can fucking sell. It's a good match. Yeah, it was good. Oh, fuck <laughs> It was good. I just, it's its hard for me. It's hard for me uh, to see Keith Lee wrestle Johnny Gargano and, like, take it seriously, you know? It just is, it's its kind, it's silly. It's a little bit silly. Like, I get that they, they had Gargano, like, stab him in the eye with a key before the pay-per-view, and then he did it again, and, you know... It's fine. It's fine. It's a little choreographed for me. Like it was, it you know, it's fine. I preferred the Karrion Cross Champa match. Uh, that was a little more pro wrestling. I think that spoke to my heart. Uh, well, Champa was my runner up. Okay. So because he like the almost like he was the opposite of the Keith Lee match. I thought Champa did really well selling. For Cross to make Cross look really good, Champa got and his it, ass kicked. He got and everything was just in the same way that Gargano got his ass kicked. But also, I love that Champa still won. Did he win? No, Karrion Cross won. I'm, think, I'm thinking Finn Balor. I thought Priest was going to win just to give Priest the rub. But right, Balor still won. Right. Um, cool. Uh, the the champion switch, the belt switch, was interesting for f- women's the EO. Yeah, great for EO. But it's just weird that I hate this shit because Vince does this a lot and also Triple H, I guess. Well, they got they gave Charlotte the belt, right? Yeah. But they keep it on her for what a month and a half. Yeah. And then they're they're they she was on Raw yesterday. They just shuffled her shuffled her back. Okay. Cool title run. You're on Raw now. It's just it's a it's a waste of fucking time. <laughs> it's a waste of belts. They okay. I know you want to move on, but Mike, when Charlotte was coming out of the ring. Yeah. Mauro Ronaldo, he was comparing EO, uh, uh, Charlotte, and Ripley, their match careers. Yeah. Uh, championship matches careers. And EO and Ripley had like seven championship bouts ever. And he's like, and Charlotte Flair has 64 cha- championship matches under her belt. All I'm thinking is, there's too much wrestling they put on at WWE. There's too many matches to defend a belt for being in the industry for seven years or whatever. That's so many. That's so many. Anyway, we can move on. That's uh, that's all I have. But Mike, who's your favorite wrestler? Oh, wow. Uh, my favorite wrestler is... Oh, my God. Wait. Hang on. Okay. Your favorite wrestler is Keith Lee. Yeah. I'm glad that we know that. <laughs> Why? My... <laughs> Because I got lost, I didn't know if we had a- <laughs> if you had actually said a favorite wrestler. <laughs> I've broken you. <laughs> Just we're in the notes, and I don't. My favorite wrestler is uh, T.J. Wilson, aka Tyson Kid, uh, who isn't actively wrestling, but who that I uh, saw a photo of. I think. Uh, Harry Smith posted a photo of him and and Natty and Tyson, and they all had, like, dinner together or something, kind of a Heart Dynasty reunion, and I was like, fuck! Were the cats there? What's that? Were the cats there? 
Tyson and Natty have a lot of cats. I don't know if the cats were there. Yeah, I don't know, but I do remember. This is part of why Tyson Kidd is my favorite wrestler. When Tyson <laughs> Kidd was in NXT and he had he had this moment. They didn't he didn't keep running with it. But they had this one promo that just sticks with me all these years later. Yeah, I don't know. It's like five, six years ago or something. But um, where Natty was trying to like get his attention and <laughs> he was being an oblivious <laughs> idiot and call and like calling like like making a point of saying they were his cats and she's like, Well, there are there are cats and he's like, Doesn't <laughs> that doesn't that, doesn't matter, my cats. So my cats and then he called himself Tyson, like he said, like Tyson Kidd is the man of the cats. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to see more from this character. Like I thought it was so funny and so, <laughs> so just obnoxious and like fun. And he's, he was, you know, he's always in the running for best wrestler in the entire company anytime because he can do everything. He's a high yeah. flyer. He's a technical wrestler. He's, you know, it's just a shame. It's a shame that yeah. what happened happened. And he had that ter- terrible neck slash spine injury. And... But that last run, though, where he got that injury, him at NXT, that run was, I think, honestly, the one of the highest points of his entire WWE career. Yeah. Even I, with his earlier stuff. It was really fun. It was really fun to watch him just wrestle and, like, be in the NXT title picture and, like, just be able to work with guys that could keep up with him, I guess. Yeah. I have a question for you, though, in regards to Tyson Kidd. Yeah. Uh, are we going to have to do a total Divas watch-along? Nope. Because <laughs> that's that's where the cat stuff originated, because they were on the show together. Because Natty, Natty was on the show, and then he was just there by proxy. And that's where the cats became famous. <laughs> And it, it, the cats it came into the wrestling world through Total Divas. I need you to know that I watched the first two seasons of Total Divas. No, did you know I had a buddy that worked on that show? <laughs> did yeah. he work for WWE or, or no? He? he was a, he was a story producer for you know he's freelance reality TV guy. Um, and you know I worked in reality TV for a while, so uh, he we worked on a show together, and he told me that he worked on it was either Total Divas or Total Bellas. And he said it was. He said it was a blast. He said he had a good time I'm doing sure it. Be yeah. Fun. Yeah. Anyway. Yes, hey, Mike. Yeah. I want to know if you think a couple of these things I have are shit house. I have two things for you. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I think they're pretty good. Let me. I, let me find the one that's good. <laughs> There's a shorter one. Okay, one is very short. Um, let me grab it for you. Of course, because we're live on the air, I'm panicking, and I don't remember what I'm doing. We're not okay. live. <laughs> it's totally fine. Is this uh, this move, just this move, shithouse? Is the move shithouse. All From right. This Twitter. It's Twitter post. I don't know who the wrestlers are. It's GCW. I don't know what that stands for. I've heard it before, though. The caption is just, remember? It might be Brett Lauderdale might be a wrestler. He might be the ones, one of them in this. Okay. Um, so just from the thumbnail, uh, it's already got some shithouse potential um, because this is the shittiest wrestling ring I've ever seen. This I love this venue. It's not a venue, but you'll, you'll see. No, it. it's it's a someone's actual backyard. I love it. All right, here we Watch go. Watch the whole video. Yeah. It's cool, right? Okay. Mike, is that shithouse? What the fuck? Was that move shithouse? The smoothest looking shithouse you've ever seen? 
Yeah, I think it's shit house. I think it's shit house <laughs> for a few reasons. Um, Go for it. Tell me. One, the balls to do that move. Two, the fact that you're doing it in someone's backyard next to a trampoline for like 45 people. There's way more than 45 people there. There's a lot of people there. All right, there's like 70 people. (laughs) It's surprisingly busy. It's really, it's just, uh, it it is executed flawlessly. How many flips is that? I didn't count. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I think it's the thing that it's the however many Ricochet does off the top rope is his finish. Three or four. It's the the double somersault, you know. So it's like it's like a four fifty splash, but then you do another one eighty. But he did it three out of six forty. A guy on a table. Yeah, six six forty. That's what that is. All right, I'm gonna watch. So I'm gonna watch it again. Okay. Uh huh. There's just no waiver. The flips are so smooth. Perfect. It's and, like he's just oh. traveling through space. <laughs> Boy, he uh, yeah, just lands it perfectly. Right? Just, yeah. And and if he's parkour, he probably landed great. Just kept rolling. You know, he's rolling to the next yard. <laughs> yeah, anyway, probably. I'm glad you think it's shit house. I'm ready for yours. I'm so excited. Mine is so the exact opposite of that. <laughs> Mine could not be any more different. This is uh, a clip of Rowdy Roddy Piper, um, I believe in the late 70s or early 80s, and I believe it is prior to a like a cage match or some type of big blow-off match with the Sheep Herders who would become the Bushwhackers. Okay. But I believe before they were the Bushwhackers as the Sheep Herders, they were like pretty bad dudes. <laughs> like they were they were like scary heels type characters. There's- like were they leaning into like these evil New Zealand guys? Yeah, like, I don't foreign, know. Uh, so yeah, they, they were not the silly bushwhackers that we grew up on. Um, and this is Piper showing them that he's ready for this confrontation. All right, I'm gonna press play now. All right. Can we talk about Piper's tights and how great they are? Legend. Also, he's so jacked. Oh. <laughs> but. Uh... <laughs> That's not candy glasses real, yeah? Or is it fake? I don't know what's real or fake. Look at what happens to his face. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it was real, definitely. (laughs) How do you think that alcohol feels in the cut? Here's what's off-putting about this, is that he's not full screaming Piper yet. He's just more angry, deep voice Piper. So it's even scarier because he's covered in blood and the camera turn. All right, where's my hard cam? Where's the cam? No, and I think the other thing you need to keep an eye on here is Rick Martell. Was that Rick Martell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Rick Martell. Trying to like doing his like best to like he wants to get on the mic and say something so bad during this entire promo. <laughs> Uh, when I saw when he talks though, the way his face is separate from his hair, he looked like a deep fake. Like it wasn't really Rick Martell? Yeah. Mm. His face didn't look like it was attached to the head. It looked separate from his hair. You understand it. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> All right. Shit house. Yes. Cause I thought maybe it was just a fake bottle. It could still be, but Regardless, he hit himself really hard, <laughs> and he bled out, and he is not playing baseball anymore after that. Yeah, it's shit house. Cool. 
Yeah, I think it was a real beer. <laughs> I think it was a real <laughs> bottle of beer. How does that feel? Yeah, it was definitely real beer because you could tell the way his hair was covered and thick and matted after he smashed it. <laughs> it looked gross. Like it, it turned like his hair. Like look at the thumbnail. It looks like his hair is plastic now because it's full of beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty gnarly. It's pretty cool. So my next one. Yeah. Yes, it's definitely shit house. Uh, everyone, you, you can see these on the Twitter. Uh, when I remember to do it, I will. I promise. Um, here it is. Is this shit house a little bit longer? But I need you to just watch it and tell me what you think. Uh, we have uh, a Twitter post here, and the caption is: "This is better than the fugitive." <laughs> <laughs> Gotta stick around for the whole thing, though. <laughs> The Cockney British accent on the filmer is helpful as well. What is this dude going to do? Is he going to swim to the other side? Oh! Oh! No, you did it! No! So, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to sync up, I've been just watching Mike's face react to the video. I'm not watching the video, but there was a long pause, which you'll miss in the edit. You'll miss the edit of the long pause, but I'm just watching Mike, and I knew exactly what part of the video he was at, because... Whoa! Whoa! Ingrid! Whoa! All right. Mike, Ingrid thinks it's shithouse. What do you think? One... One hundred percent. It's one hundred percent shit house. It's very shit house. Uh, everything about it is shit house. The dude taking the video, providing this beautiful running commentary, uh, <laughs> describing how this dude is finished and he's fucked yeah. and he's run down the, the pier. Really he's fucked. He's finished. And uh, then how how pleased he is when the dude pushes the cop into the lake. <laughs> um, Just then, a shallow, <laughs> shallow pool of also, water. Also, there's like a scream when he gets pushed in. He's like, oh, <laughs> he goes in. Um, also, the fact, like, the fact that this dude that has evaded him is one of the worst athletes that I've ever seen in my <laughs> entire so life. He's so slow. The he's, beginning run is so slow. so slow. It's so clear that the only reason that he is escaping this cop is because this cop is the one that's chasing him. The, the <laughs> if there was you an like? award for, like... <laughs> least likely to apprehend a suspect in like what this this definitely also looked like some dude like stole a popsicle or something it was it's gotta be because look when the thumbnail like where they're running from is just some park so he must have like stolen some kids candy or something bullshit my favorite part though is when uh and i'll capture that last chuckle you had when you watched it is when the wet cop runs past <laughs> to the alleyway and the way his vest is now full of water and it's so heavy. <laughs> I forget what the videographer says, but he says something very funny to the guy as he runs by. Oh, well, the dude as he runs by, he goes, you fucking legend. Yes, yes. Because it's true. He's a fucking legend. <laughs> 
What a fucking folk hero. This is this, this out of shape piece of shit. <laughs> anyway, so it's shit house, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, super shit house, really fun. Great stuff. <laughs> really great well, good. stuff. Yeah. Mike, what what do we have coming up here next? Oh. Set us set the match up for us. Boy, we've got a doozy. This is the uh the sequel. In this trilogy of matches between Mitsuharu Misawa and Kenta Kobashi, uh, their first match took place in 1998. We did that a couple episodes ago. This one is the rematch that takes place the following year. And uh, I think we can both agree that this is one hell of a story that these guys tell uh, in the return bout. At Tokyo's most vaunted and sexual venue, the Budokan Arena, to celebrate yet another clash of grappling gods as Kenta Kobashi looks to recapture the All Japan Pro Wrestling Triple Crown Heavyweight Championship from his greatest. Rival, the incomparable Mitsuhara Misawa. Wow, Kobashi. This is this is peak Kobashi right here, dude. Man, the fact that they both have sick facial hair now. It's like uh, so it, it, sh- it shows the passage of time. They're like, yeah, we're growing up a bit more now. Uh, we'll be your pool dad. We'll clean the pool. <laughs> oh my uh, God, yes. <laughs> As our heroes of paternal aquatic sports in wrestling disrobe, they are greeted by a colossal wave of emotion pouring forth from the 16,000 All Japan faithful. And they are not the only ones dumbstruck by this glorious, shining prestige of the main event. All of the hopeful young wrestlers at ringside are standing at rapt attention in identical t-shirts, reverent before their beautiful wrestling fathers, hoping against hope that they will be allowed to stay up an hour past their bedtime to watch La Femme, Nakita, and Silk Stockings on the USA Network. What did that shirt say? Does on the white shirts that the guys are wearing, what does it say on there? Ooh. The front? Um, the left current? Yeah. Uh, with, with Masawa's side. I don't know. Giant. Giant Graham? Giant Mom. <laughs> Giant Mom. It is well known that Mom is gone on a work trip. Father of our spirit. Surely the same blood runs through all of our veins. And so why do you labor now with the decision to allow your only sons to stay up and watch Silk Stockings on the USA Network? It's still very impressive how wide his shoulders are. Yeah. Kobashi. Yeah. 
And also how small his wrists are in comparison to his biceps and, and or his forearms and biceps. Not biceps. What are biceps? Are biceps the flexi muscles? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm thinking pectorals. Those are the boobies. God B- damn it. Dude. How are you a wrestling fan? What is <laughs> mixed? What I the mixed fuck? the two. <laughs> what if you're in the gym and you're like, I'm working out my pecs? You're lifting. What are you doing? doing it's curls. not a pectoral workout. What's the matter with you? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Get on the bench. What are you, those what are are the, you doing? Those are the boobies. What's the matter with you? Indeed, it is true that Mother has called Silk Stockings a program that is both nasty and not for children's eyes. But what will Father say now that Mom has traveled to Portugal to do very important lawyer-attorney legal stuff? Who will you be today? Father of our hearts and souls. I tell you, I'm honestly, Mike. I'm gonna be focused completely on what those shirts say. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be killing me the entire match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I got 50 minutes to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I think it's Giant Graham. Oh, flying Ooh, armor! Flying nice armor. start. And the shadow on Kabaji's neck just now made it look like he had a little shitty ponytail. <laughs> Did I tell you an update that I could put my hair in a shitty ponytail? Yeah, I, well, I heard it through the grapevine. Yeah, it was gross. Sarah, yeah. Sarah must have saw it, must have really got, like, really happy with it, right? She didn't think it was gross. <laughs> Verily, tonight's dinner did consist of fried eggs and ground beef and a box of powdered mashed potatoes. It is true that if we ate like this all the time, that we would die horrible, horrible deaths. But can it not also be true that the brain stem attached to the seed from which we sprang could find it in its heart to extend the beautiful gesture of delaying bedtime until the conclusion of silk stockings on the USA Network. Oh, yep, Misawa's karate. Misawa's terrible we karate. We love Misawa's karate. It's the greatest. It's a staple of the uh, Tokusu Sita podcast. Wow. Misawa's wow. Cereal. Karate. Oh. I'm like, the, what would the marshmallows be? I wonder. Oh like wow, boots? they'd be, they'd be boots like, and, like um, taped wrists. They'd be like little. They'd be like little tiger masks. <laughs> tiger masks though, are like a limited edition. They're only around for a bit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they'd be green. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, one would be like the jacket, like his green jacket. Ooh, that would be cool. That would be really beautiful. Would say Masawa yeah. on the back, a, little <laughs> tiny, a tiny little M, tiny little, little tiny little M on the terrible marshmallow jacket. <laughs> Fucking Lucky Charms marshmallows look so shitty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, God bless them for trying, though, huh? This one's a hat. Nah, that's a green square, I think. That's <laughs> something. I don't know what that is. Father of love, of art, of presence, you have given us the gift of the paternal secret. And although it is insidious in that it covertly turns us against the rigid normalcy of our mother's harsh judgments, 
We are nevertheless happy to be loyal soldiers in the secret army of dad. And I think I speak for every son everywhere on earth when I say we cannot wait for tomorrow's delicious menu of fish sticks and salami and string cheese and tuna fish. And just as our father's actions have spoken volumes about his love for his children, so too does this violence of Nisawa and Kobashi now ring in the ears of all 16,000 of their spiritual children at the Budokan. These men are dads and they show their love for their children by fighting other dads. Why is that so hard for society to accept? Misawa's shape is noticeably different here. They're both holding stuff in that in, in the trunks there, but yeah, yeah. Misawa's hold, he's packing a bit more. Yeah, Misawa's smuggling something for sure. Oh, you know what? It could be a couple packs of cigarettes. That too, and you know, both yeah. their asses, yeah, flat as the earth, you know. <laughs> so, so flat. They are, man. They're your dads. They your dad. I'm your, hey, son, you, you mind waiting about 30 minutes? I got to clean the filter on the pool. <laughs> sure, Dad, Kobashi. So far, it has been Kobashi with both hands on the wheel of this 1978 Chevy Nomad. And it is clear that he has no intention of relinquishing the driver's seat no matter how many hours straight he is driven for we are making good time and you should have already gone to the bathroom when we stopped back in Provo uh, in the in the in the Masala karate cereal where there be <laughs> oh there'd be there'd be like some kobashi like karate chops in there just <laughs> Cause, just because that's so associated it's with just the side of his neck. What is this? That's where he gets chopped. <laughs> that's where Kobashi chops him. Oh, there'd be a beard marshmallow for sure. A really small, gross, shitty one. Yeah. In a U, a U shape. Let's yeah, be they'd be like Misawa's bowl. Like Misawa's face. Yeah. <laughs> There's no cereal, it's just marshmallows. <laughs> Kobashi is merciless in his assault of the emerald demigod of all Japan pro wrestling. The crowd can barely contain themselves for although it is true that Papa Misawa smokes approximately 75 cigarettes every day, it is also true that he loves us and it breaks our heart to see him treated this way. The guy in the bottom right corner, can we read all the red writing on his shirt? <laughs> it's like nine lines long. <laughs> Great giant, giant clam. Giant oh, oh. gram. That was cool. Oh, God! Oh. Turn it into a fucking power slam. Oh, shit. Hey, Mike. Yeah. Nice. Oh, man, nice. that was nice. Hey, Bo. Uh, noise. Sweet. Noise. I forgot about noise. Noise. Don't forget about noise. Get your ass to the table and grab yourself 
a hot dog, Kobashi screams as he nearly detaches Misawa's right arm from his torso and drives it into the steel guardrail. My God, what has this dad done to this other dad? Oh, what a dad. Oh, no. Oh, oh, God. Oh, oh. And much... Great strategy, though. Injure that form. That's cool. This the leap was fun. Like, come with me. <laughs> <laughs> Papa Misawa is fighting valiantly as we knew he would, but his opponent just appears too big and too fucking strong for him right now. Every time we are certain Misawa will mount a comeback. His sherbet reflection of spirit and desire relinquishes all hope of Misawa retaining his title. So here we go. Here's some Misawa karate. Look at that. Oh. Oh, there we go. A couple of those. A couple of those spinning crescent kicks. Oh, nice. Fucking front kick to the face. He's, he did the first one. He's like, man, that, that looked and felt good. Let's do a third oh, one oh, now. Oh, 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 oh God. Oh, 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 no. Oh, Misawa. Oh, fuck Jeez, me, bro. Misawa has not gotten any comeback. No, he's he keep, getting, you keep thinking he's, he's trying, but he's getting suplexed on his head. But Misawa just will not go away. It's superhuman effort on behalf of the champion and each of us is blessed to witness the perseverance of this beautiful man Graham it does say giant Graham cool oh wow oh wow what oh, what? oh wow. his nose. hello how did that that must have happen? been the front kick buddy oh, that was in right. the fucking face right right my nosebleeds uh-huh. I like to get in the shower and just stand there. Does it make you feel tough? Yeah. And then I blow harder just so it aggravates it and it bleeds more. You're not. You and shouldn't. I, it gets in my beard. Yeah. Misawa is back on the attack now, folks, and there is no telling what will happen. The only thing that is certain is that win, lose, or draw, Misawa will be found smoking no fewer than 12 cigarettes immediately after the match in the Budokan parking lot tonight. We think Misawa bowls. Um... Uh, before you answer, do you know how? Do you know what a good bowling score is? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. It's a two ten. Two because two ten is a good bowler. That's your yeah. average score. Yeah. Myself, last time I checked, I'm like a one ten. I'm not good. No, I'm not either. So that's all going to change, though. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. you wait, listeners. Hope I see that we make bowling threats. It's gonna fucking change. Just you wait and see. Why don't you just love me as much as him? Kobashi screams as he holds up that Super Nintendo that he got us for Christmas last year before unfurling a mighty guttural bellow, the content of which echoes throughout the Budokan before penetrating the ears of every wrestling person on Earth. Past, present, future, forever and ever and ever until the end of time. And that message is 
I will fuck up any other dad that gets in my way. So help me God. Pat on that one. Straight bone. Bone to the dome. Just a fucking lariat to the back of the head. There's the shirt. the next shirt. Bone to the dome. <laughs> and it's just an outline of Kobashi fucking decking Masawa. Yeah. At the back yeah. Of the head. Bone to the dome. Oh, fuck. Masawa has had these moments in the match where he's hit a move to get some breathing room, but, but Kobashi has always recovered. Yeah. There's been a good glimmer of hope. Yeah. But yeah, Kobashi keeps stomping out that hope. It's near fall after near fall, folks. And now it's a sprint to victory line. Neither man has much left, but neither do they have one single ounce of quit in their huge shithouse bodies. It's Misawa. Now it's Kobashi. Now Misawa. Yes. The Emerald God of Wrestling has somehow recovered from almost 45 consecutive minutes of getting his ass kicked. And he's got some blood flowing back into that elbow now. And God help any dad that stands in his path. Love the crowd to the one, two, oh. oh. Yeah, I think it would be better, though, if they if they went one, two, sweet. Don't you? Yeah, I think. Yeah, or I think it would be great if they went one, two, and then went two. I think that would be fun. Yeah, or um, uh, you know what I could really go for right now? A what? fight forever chant. Yeah, 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 both yeah, yeah. These guys, both yeah, these both guys, these guys, both these guys. It would really make the audience like uh like a reprehensible part of the show. Hey, Masawa's elbow has recovered from all of that damage. It's all Misawa now. Somehow, he has rod apart the jaws of defeat and extricated himself from a terrible title loss. All of the momentum is Misawa's now as he utilizes it to its full potential by cracking Kobashi with a devastating rolling elbow and then scooping him up for the piece to resistance. It's Emerald Flosion. Oh there my it is. God. What a story. Look at the fans. Look at the fans. They're fucking rabid. Misawa is once again victorious. Despite dominating nearly the entire match, Kobashi has once again fallen short in his bid to recapture those three beautiful wrestling belts. The crowd is going insane now for their hero, Misawa, their most favorite dad of wrestling in spirit and perseverance. Against all odds, he is still the king of wrestling. Mike. Bo. That match was great. Slower. Well, no. Started slower than the other one. Yeah. But once it picked up, ooh, it picked up. That match 
was like The Empire Strikes Back. Explain. Because if we're looking at the first match we watched, everything in this match, it like you can tell the 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 influence that these guys had on generations of wrestlers. Like Kenny Omega and uh Kazuchika Okada, their quartet of matches, right? How every match built yeah. upon the previous one. This uh sequel gave us um like uh what like callbacks to the first match or, or yeah, um, teases yeah. as to like oh this happened before oh fuck it could happen again oh but he learned and he's doing this instead and Kobashi comes out with this great strategy first thing he does in the entire match flying armbar on Misawa's right arm which is the four the elbow arm right yeah the, his entire his game plan the whole match I'm gonna yeah, take like, out that arm. For like- 45 minutes, he's beating up that arm. <laughs> and then for the next 15, Misawa, he fixes it. He comes back a bit. Yeah, somehow Misawa's like, gets some feeling back into his arm, but he got his ass kicked for 80% of that match. Yeah, oh yeah. And the fact that he still, like, he won in the end and uh, hit Kobashi with that, what I think at the time was, like, his new finisher, Emerald Flosion, which is that, right. like, body slam into kind of a driver. Yeah, it's That's a bad name. Side driver. I think it's great. Flosion? <laughs> Emerald Flosion. What's a Flosion? I don't what's wrong what are you? I don't know. What's what I'm it doesn't I'm matter. A human being. <laughs> doesn't matter. It sounds oh, like a cool okay. sounds like a delicious frozen yogurt flavor. It's flowing and an explosion. I see. It's a flosion. Flosion. All right. Rest in peace, Basawa. You, you coined a good term, I guess. It's also cool because he drops fuckers on their heads. <laughs> 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 oh, man. But yeah, so how demoral... Wait, wait, hold on. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he does that, I like the idea that he named it Emerald because he's thinking in his head, I fucking love green. Totally. It's like green's my color. <laughs> Emerald flush. <laughs> Um, okay, well, yeah, go no, for it. The in, okay, so in storyline, right, like, how demoralizing must this loss be for Kobashi? Yeah. Because he got yeah. knocked out in that first match, right? Lost the title did, to Misawa. And then he did most of the work this match, <laughs> uh, fighting. It was all him. Yeah. He got all the offense in, you know? And, like, it happens in real fighting, too, where a guy will dominate an entire fight and then, boop, gets hit with one shot. Uh, or he makes one mistake, right. and it doesn't matter that he dominated 90% of the match, the fight, because he lost focus at a critical moment, and he lost. Yeah. It was really cool to see that play out uh, in uh, pro wrestling, you know? Because it wasn't it wasn't very predictable, you know. Like every pro wrestling match, every WWE is like it's 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 refreshing. It's refreshing to see, we've talked about this before. Where it's like when we do watch these older matches or these matches from from different segments of, of wrestling that isn't Vince McMahon's wrestling. Yeah, um, it's less predictable as a whole, you know, because it's the WWE matches. There's good ones, but they are they follow the same blueprint, the same formula almost every single match. Whereas this one was just bonkers and off the wall and wonderful and by the time that misawa finally made his comeback the crowd yeah was nuts it was insane i love because you don't see anymore when misawa wins all of the the younger fans rushing to the railing you don't see that anymore because security is so strict and it's just a, it's a cool sight just all these 
it's kind of scary. But all these just fans swarming the 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 ring. It's just really cool looking. It reminded me of you remember that clip I showed you of Ron Simmons beating Vader with that big yes. power slam. Yes. Yeah. And the arena erupted. Like, not only is it cool because it was an arena in the South going ape shit for an African-American man winning the world title. That's cool in itself. Everyone, like, it was like grandma's going crazy. It was like <laughs> young people going crazy. Um, even like people that couldn't physically like get up out of their seats. Uh, like they were like cheering and, you know, it's just like the entire crowd uh, disbelief was suspended ultimately in that moment, yeah. like together, you know, which is crazy to me because honestly, I like Kobashi more. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I'm bummed for him cause he keeps losing. He lost his belts. He lost his pride this match. Well, I I want to know one thing, though. Yeah. I want to know a lot of things, but in particular, what did Meltzer score this match? Do you have that on hand? Five. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, wh- why, why did I ask, you know? Oh. Well, like, you were watching the match. You watched it with me. I was there. Yep. If you were to throw any kind of rating on this match, right. what would it be? I'm going to give this match five out of five Sister Act twos. Okay. Uh, just a real primo sequel. <laughs> real solid shit. It's back in the habit, baby. Back in the habit. <laughs> uh, it's real, really, uh, really good storytelling. Um, performed as though they believed that the audience was paying attention closely. And they were, and it paid off. Yeah. I'm also going to go ahead and give this match five out of five perfect games. Oh, that seems infinite. That's a bull. That's in bowling. Oh, so wait. So you're giving a five out of five three hundreds. Five out of five three hundreds <laughs> is what I'm giving this. I'm also gonna go ahead and give. I'm gonna give this match. Uh, I'm gonna give this match five out of five chili dog dinners. Oh, that sounds great. I'm gonna give it five out of five lost contact lenses and. Keep going. Five out of five family fun centers. It's time for Toby Memories. As a kid, I always wanted to have my birthday at one of the fun centers, you know, because they have the ball, the big ball pits and the tubes and stuff you could climb around in. Right. But my family, my family uh, could never afford it. The, the you know, bedazzled shirts were just not paying the bills. So uh, I never got to do it, but I did get to go one time with a friend's to a friend's birthday party that was at one of the fun centers. I forget the the company's name. They're like surely Dis- like Discovery Zone. Discover Zone. Discovery Zone. Yeah, they're surely out of business by now, right? Um, surely. And and uh, I went there and I got a weird rash from the ball pit and. Uh... <sighs> Wow, great Tope memory, Bo. Uh, Thank you. W- w- do you do you have any ratings for this match, though? Uh, yeah, I, I'm happy that you asked because uh, I do. I've been thinking about the ratings the whole match. Yep. Uh, when you were talking, I was thinking about what I was gonna say yeah, too. Because you're a pro. So, I yep, I have it right on the tip of my tongue. I would give this match five out of five pool dads. Uh, because one, it's been a year. And Masawa's gotten a, a more pool dad body, um, which is fine. He still can go like no other. Um, but I think his body uh, has aged here. And uh, that's part of the process. 
of life. And so that's why I give it five out of five pool dads. Pool pool dads or cool dads? Pool dads. Pool dads. Because they clean the pool. Right. Because <laughs> they're like, this is my claim. To, I have, honey, you have the house. Just stay out of the backyard because I got the pool, baby. I do this one is, thing and I do it well. This is Masawa's yard. This is pool dad's yard. But then I'll give it five out of five cool dads. <laughs> Because if you look at their facial hair, right? Yeah. You see it? I mean, look mm. at your facial hair, Mike. Looking similar. Yours is a bit thicker now than what they were working with in this video from 1998. I don't um, know. I've got a real Kobashi thing going you on do, here. You do. You do. You <laughs> do. Um, so I give uh, I give it five out of five cool dads. Okay. Uh, but I also uh, want to give it five out of five stool dads. And what I mean by that is not what you think. It's not what you think. God damn it. Um, okay, it is what you think. I bought WoW chips and I ate them. And I'm a stool dad, baby. A loose stool. No, I didn't. this is all fake. This is a false premise. I didn't buy the chips. I will never eat those chips. Uh, so I rescind that rating. But I do give it 5 out of 5. Misawa Karate brand cereal. Listen to the match audio. You'll understand why. That's my ratings. That's it? That's it. You have anything else to say? Um, I'd say, Oh, uh, fuck. What? I just remembered something. It's time for Toby Memories. Did you ever go, I remember, did you ever go grocery shopping with your dad? Wait, did you have a dad? Yeah, I have a we, dad. I feel like we don't ever talk about your dad. We talk about your we mom. Really don't. Sort of selling stuff outside of Walmart and everything, but like, we, what, was your dad around? Yeah, my dad was a sprinkler man. Still is. Okay. So your parents like stayed together and stuff. Yeah, they're still, yeah, they just had their, uh, like, a big anniversary, like, a few days ago. Oh, wow. Their anniversary and my brother-in-law and sister's anniversary, same day. Kind of weird how that oh. worked out. Okay, that's, en that's enough. That this way. is my token memory. Um, so I used to go to the grocery store with my dad because my parents were divorced, of course. And um, yeah. we would get things like pork rinds. Because it was divorced, a week. It was. Course. It's divorced, of course. I'm sorry. You said divorced, of course. And I know it's a sad moment, but I made a song in my head. Because <laughs> you stop interrupt. You're inter you're inter you're still interrupting my Tope memory. It's time for Tope memories. Yeah. So I would go and get gr um, pork rinds with my dad because that's what you did with your dad on the weekends when. Um, because he was, uh, but there was because they were cheap and like he could afford them and whatever. And then you would just go back to like his place and like watch, um, like sports and stuff and just like eat, eat pork rinds. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's just sort of a general memory. That's not really any specific like one time, but, um, I just wanted to throw because you had one, so I wanted to do one. Okay, <laughs> so you go get the pork rinds. You come back to your dad's cool apartment. Yeah, <laughs> and you would the so what, where's the, is the salami plate? Does that exist yet? So do you have salami plates and pork rinds? I feel, I feel like there's like even if it's not like a um like a special salami like there's some salami at all times. Yeah, there's some kind of Hillshire Farms. That's somewhere like in yeah, the that's house. like asking if there was carpet in the apartment. 
Yeah. Well, some people some people like their summer sausage for only the holiday times. <laughs> there was some kind of there is some kind of meat stick for sure at, at dad's apartment at all times. So. Chad's like, oh, two for one Hillshire tube meats. Perfect. <laughs> All right, everybody, we want to thank you. <laughs> Welcome back to Tobey's Mosquito Podcast. <laughs> I want to thank you for joining us uh, for the second installment of Misawa Kobashi. Um, we're going to keep this ball rolling, and we're going to watch their third five-star match, which takes place four years later after Mitsuharu Misawa has started pro wrestling Noah. Um, and I think that one is for the GHC Heavyweight Championship, which was Noah's. Actually, I think it still is. I think it's Noah's. Uh, big heavyweight title, um, and uh, it's also a five-star match, so what's not to like there? And you're going to want to check it out because then you're going to want to hear our ratings. Like, what if we don't think it's a five-star match? We will. Yeah, we might think it sucks, you know? I mean, probably not. But before I ask, uh, before I find out what I really want to know from you, Mike, though, mm-hmm. I do want everyone else to know that if they want to tell us about this match themselves, reach out topesuicidapod at gmail.com or on social at topesuicidapod at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, and you could find Mike on Twitter at Mike from TV on Instagram at it's up to him if he wants to say it. Oh, yeah, it's at Mike from TV. Uh, got my on Instagram now, you guys. So, like, I am, if you want to give me, let me know what you want my, like, my first post to be, I will. Just send it to topesuicidapod at gmail.com, and uh, I'll give you guys that content that you're looking for on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Fan-curated Instagram account. It's going to be great. It'll be a Patreon tier eventually. What do you want Mike to post? <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. Cool. Okay, well, yeah. I'm snooping. Hey, first post is going to be a doozy, so keep your <laughs> keep your eyes and then, peeled. And then you can find me everywhere uh, at Bo Roster. It's my name. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's the plug. So Mike, uh, after all this, yeah, what is wrestling to you? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to keep it short and sweet this week. Wrestling is remembering. Well, that's it. That's it. That's it. Now I want to keep it short and simple. uh, Wrestling is, uh, your favorite painting. Hang on your wall. You see it every morning when you wake up. Every single morning, you're like, ooh, I'm glad I bought that Brontosaurus illustration painting off of Etsy from that artist from Canada. That's wrestling, baby. Wow, what a special episode. (laughs) 